See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. This is Noel Tate from the band Deleter, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. We have a, a special episode this time round. Of course, you're with your high priest of Conchu, Rebecca, and myself. Hey, Rebecca, how are you going? Hey, I'm all right. I'm uh, away from home, so you get a slightly different background today. Mm, and the matchsticks are under the eyelids. Yeah, and <laughs> the light's actually on. Like, when, oh, I'm, yeah? when I'm not home and I, I'm not worried about waking anyone else up, I can turn the light on. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we are ready to rumble. Uh, if you've got the video feed, you can probably see it now. But we have a very special guest with us, a Marvel writer, Moon Knight writer, David Poposa. How are you going, David? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you both so much for having me. And uh, thanks so much for uh, for covering my work. Um, I, I, I'm a big listener of the podcast, and uh, I really appreciate you both taking the time. So I'm excited to be here and uh, excited to talk about uh, all things Moon Knight. Oh, look, awesome. we're excited, David. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having you on. Before, I just want to get the, the, the small, I guess, elephant out of the room. Um, yeah. Just the pronunciation of your surname, David. Right. I, I want to yeah. get it right. No, it's fine. Uh, it's Peppos. Uh, I, I can I saw, but I don't like correcting right. Ray. I don't no, like yeah, Rebecca is... I've heard so many permutations. Uh, you know, it's really an occupational hazard at this point. Um, <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it's quite unusual. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, it, you know, it, we 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 were changed at uh, Ellis Island uh, back in the uh, in the forties. Right, right. um, and, and so, so we were changed coming into England. So yeah, yeah. and yeah. so uh, anybody with that last name is probably related to me. Uh, but there's so few of us out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've I've heard all sorts of creative pronunciations. I've heard prepos. I've heard oh. uh, pos. Uh, uh, somebody called me Derek recently. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, that was actually, I think, a refreshing change of pace. Uh, yeah. so yeah, you know, uh, but it's Pepos uh, in case anybody and, and wants to okay. use it. But, uh, I I never take it personally. I like um, Ray okay. made it quite a bit more exotic though. Giving yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I sh I should have known to listen to Rebecca. You know, she is the the sensible you know she's got the head on the shoulders out of out of us so i should have should have known um <laughs> and i like it how people do add letters to your surname it's just brilliant yeah. isn't it it's yeah. nice it's little pieces of flair <laughs> <laughs> but uh, great okay so cool so david propose um but yeah we, we have you on of course because of your involvement with moon knight uh, recent oh, now but also recently as well i want to touch base with uh, black white and blood um, yeah. but be before that i mean since we have you here big opportunity i wanted to know how you kind of what kind of gave you that writing bug uh, was it something that you happened yeah. to have when you were very young no uh uh quite quite the opposite um I, I i grew up in in the midwest i grew up in missouri uh and and i never really knew 
any professional writers growing up. It really felt like an astronaut job. Um, it did not seem like something that normal people did. Um, but I loved comics. I'm a third generation comics reader. Uh, my nice. grandfather uh, used to uh, read me Calvin and Hobbes uh, when nice. I was a kid, oh. uh, which uh, uh, obviously paid I... off in my career. Yeah, um, <laughs> my mother was a comics fan um, growing up, and so uh, I, I, I got a copy of um, a few Marvel books when I was uh, four or five, uh, including Amazing Spider-Man three forty-six, and that really um, that was uh, Spider-Man versus Venom. Uh, Eric Larson drew it. It was right before they went to the island. Um, that really kind of got the bug in me pretty, pretty quickly. And then I think I read infinity war number two and I realized all these characters <laughs> do each other. Yeah, and I think right. at that point I was a lifer. Uh, yeah. so I, I, it, it took me a while though, to, to, to give myself permission to do this. I, um, I did journalism for a while. Um, okay. I, I was a crime mm -hmm. reporter, uh, out of college and I also, oh, wow. uh, I moonlit at Newsarama. Um, but I, you know, I, I never thought that that writing was in the cards for me. I think everything kind of changed. Uh, it was my senior year of college. I, uh, I managed to apply for an internship at DC Comics. And so I spent oh. that summer uh, working on books like Batman R.I.P. and Final Crisis. And it made me realize that there are real people who make their living making these books. Mm. Um, I thought for a while I wanted to be an editor. And uh, I, I did some in interviews with editors and realized... Uh, uh, what a difficult, challenging job that is, that it is really all the stuff that's hardest for me in this industry about sort of uh, herding cats as far as getting everybody on schedule uh, and on time is concerned. Uh, that's all editors do. <laughs> and yeah. so that struck me as uh, not a job that's suited to my strengths. Um, <laughs> I think at the time, I think I wrote a book thinking, oh, well, maybe I would, I would try my hand at like television development, um, sort of, you know, how editors work but on the, on the TV network side of things. Uh, and I moved out to California. I got a Hollywood assistant job. It was the worst job of my entire life. And um, meanwhile, um, Spencer and Locke, my first book came out and people seemed to really respond to that book. And I was having a terrible time at work. And I, I remember if it was like the light bulb finally went off and I was like, dude, you are putting the cart way before the horse. If you can mm -hmm. write, people like your work. What if you just did that? And uh, boy, it was like the, the scales fell from my eyes a little bit. Um, and I, I've been doing it ever since. Um, I, I, I've always said I had to go through all the stable jobs. Uh, before yeah, I, yeah. I before you went for one. the one with the, uh, the less job security. <laughs> but this is the, the best job I've ever had. It's the hardest job I've ever had. Um, it's one that I, I, I put in, in all of myself into it. Um, I, I live and breathe and sleep comics. And, and, and I think that's what I love most about working in this industry is of course, it's the marriage of, of words and pictures. And I, I do love getting art uh, from these amazingly talented artists from around the world. But for me, it's honestly, the, the real thrill is just connecting with readers that are just as passionate mm. about all of this. And, and mm. I think I really feed off of that. And that's why, um, you know, that's why I'm so active on Twitter. I love talking with readers. Um, mm. It really kind of invigorates me and to see that there are readers who, are understanding what I'm what I'm putting out there and connecting and resonating with them. Um, that's a really amazing feeling. Um, and that's sort of why I, I do this. I, I, I've always said, I'm not in this for the money. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this for, for the reputation. I'm in this for the job. Uh, I'm in this for the connection. <laughs> yeah. And um, like well, I said, this is my astronaut job. And uh, the view looks yeah. pretty damn good from well, up here. 
you can't <laughs> that's I mean you can't ask for a better person to take up that writing job for you know it sounds like obviously an, an uber fan like yourself yeah. that you know knows and and loves the craft uh, so that just makes us even more uh i guess uh confident and comfort comfortable in knowing that you know we have a moon knight rider who really you know you really Big invest fan. yourself in so um yeah, so that's really cool. You, you mentioned uh, you did touch base Spencer on Locke. I'm not going to let you off the hook there because I'm a <laughs> massive fan. I I, I think you. I told you on Twitter I, I was on another show. Yeah, and um, you, you know, on the other show, you're you're to bring you know one of your your top recommends, and and I brought in Spencer and Locke, and the host Very was like, oh, I've never heard of. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Big fan. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I love that book. Um, boy, yeah. I, I I couldn't have asked for a better first book uh, to get myself into the industry. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll give you the little, the, the little bit of, of a background on that. And that um, yeah, uh, for those who aren't familiar with Spencer and Locke, um, uh, it's the elevator pitch is what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up in Sin City? Um, it's about yeah. hard-boiled detective <laughs> Locke who's uh, investigating the murder of his childhood sweetheart. And his partner happens to be a seven foot tall imaginary blue Panther named Spencer. Uh, and the way that kind of came into being was um, I had been really inspired by um, books like uh, Afterlife with Archie and Ed Brubaker's uh, Last of the Innocent, uh, that Arkin criminal. I loved those two books. And I, I love that it, they were able to take something that seemingly is innocuous as the Archie brand and really kind of uh, put some 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 real grit and edge to it and really kind of twist it into different genres. And um, at the time when I was when I was starting to put together my own projects, I thought, you know, I'd love to do something like that. You know, sort of what's what's the peanut butter and the chocolate. Um, and I remember at the time I was like I was a big fan of mashup music and I was thinking maybe I could do that, something like that for comics. And um, I quickly learned that it's very easy to do one issue of just like throw mm. a dark, gritty, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's shock, though, like that doesn't really. That might get your foot in the door, but that doesn't really uh, establish a lot of connection with your readers. You know, that's that they'll they'll, they'll look at that as a curiosity or like a car wreck, yeah, but they yeah. don't feel anything mm. for these characters. So I, I spent a long time kind of figuring out, like, I mean, you could do like like I don't know, Sesame Street meets The Wire, but like that's not. <laughs> I don't have an angle for that. I don't, you know, I, 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 a good thing. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't have that, but maybe yeah. maybe someday, but. As I was kind of putting together ideas, um, Frank Miller's Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, was kind of mm. the first book I ever read as a kid that made me realize that real writers make comics, that it isn't just kind of done by committee or, you know, kind of some nameless thing like like a greeting card. Mm. And so um, Frank's voice really resonated with me. I was very I was way too young to read that book. I was probably eight years old. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. Why and does everyone read that book too young? Is I know. Like, I, I, we I are all it. of a, you know, just, everyone's just reading these things. I got <laughs> it as a, I, I want to say as a Hanukkah present or as a birthday present. Um, they used to have, it was either in Target or Walmart, they used to have like Marvel collections. There would be, they'd be single issues. And so somebody got me Daredevil Man Without Fear, not knowing that it was way too old for me. Uh, but I loved it. And so I thought, you know, I would love for to write something that was kind of in that vein of classic mm -hmm. Frank Miller. Um, and I was thinking, you know, what could you throw up against that? And it wasn't until I thought of um, Bill Watterson and Calvin and Hobbes that the light bulb really went off. I just imagined this kind of hard boiled detective all beat up and grinning in the rain and he's holding a stuffed animal. And I thought, 
what's that guy's life like? What was his <laughs> upbringing? Uh, you know, and why is he carrying that symbol of his childhood uh, so far past its expiration date? And uh, that really kind of became the story of Spencer and Locke, which is figuring out it's about this detective who his upbringing was so traumatic and abusive and horrifying that he had to invent his own best friend to survive it. Mm. Um, and I thought that was such a cool uh, concept to run with. And I, I was a big fan of things like Memento, um, where, you know, it's a character who has his own limitations and he kind of uses them as leverage to kind of get to his goals. Um, yeah. yeah, it was such a, a fun book to write. Um, and and uh, that and its sequel and, and and hopefully knock on wood it's it's eventual threequel. Um, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just I, I I loved working on that team. Uh, you know George Santiago Jr. Um, yes, uh, our letter of Colin Bell, the, our our late great colorist uh, Jason Smith, um, and and our variant artist Monhouse and Joe Mulvey. Uh, it just uh, boy, I, I you know yeah, I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better first book. And then it it's quite a journey to to Moon Knight, who's also using yeah. his, yes uh, his well uh, yeah fictions. It's funny that you say that. Um, because when I wrote Spencer and Locke, I, I remember distinctly that there were people saying, you know, it'd be really cool if that guy wrote Moon Knight. Mm. I've always remembered yeah. that. Uh, I thought it was such a compliment. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, of course, there are so many Moon Knight runs that I really do genuinely enjoy. Um, I know mm. I got introduced to the character. I think it was in the Round Robin event in, in Amazing Spider-Man. And yes. then there was an issue of Marvel Comics Presents that uh, was actually, it turned out to be the final appearance of Chainsaw, yeah. uh, which we wound up Oh, oh that, that one. Oh, God, yes. that was a, we reviewed uh, that story. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I, I did not really understand a whole lot of the subtext uh, when I got it. Yeah. Um, you know, revisiting it uh, when I was older, I was like, oh. Um, yeah. But I was like, I was like, oh, we've never seen that guy again? He's dead. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it really, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that Spencer and Locke, the first time that anybody mm. said that he should write Moon Knight, I was like, I'm going to file that away. Well, I'm going to start yeah. thinking yeah. about that. Look, I, I want to say as well that, um, yeah, you, know, you know, the it's not surprising that people will kind of like make those two connections, but I think Spencer and Locke for listeners is is so much um, a standalone like thing. It, it, it's it's not like you read it and you go, oh, here here's the comparison straight away. Uh, there's so many different dynamics. It just it just works together. And I'm glad that you mentioned the roster of, of artists because the art really does marry well with the the type of yeah. I guess theme and 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 mood that you're kind of creating for that. So uh, it was kind of like a, a perfect storm in that sense. I think where um, you had with this idea you had so much to play with. Um, you know, with the characters um, and how to dive into it. You, you get into, you know, without too many spoilers as well, um, the father's involved as well. Um, and, and then you do get glimpses of of the, the, the trauma um, in the back. But coupled with that, you get this noir kind of detective thing, which is it's so cool. So yeah. uh, it, it's definitely on its own. Like, you, you know, you. it stands. Yeah. Um, I, but, yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of that book. And, um, mm. you know, it's funny. I look back on it. It came out. Let's see, in 2017. So, you know, we're, we're going on, you know, six and a half years since the yeah. first issue came out. Yeah. Um, that means well over seven years since I wrote it. And I look back on it and, of course, I see the rough edges. Um, you know, I see kind of kind of <laughs> a first time creator 
uh, being way shaggier and, and scrappier than he, than he thought at the time. Um, but at the same time, I, I see it. I'm like, the bones are there. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I do feel like that was the seed that kind of everything else has grown from since. So I really mm. appreciate the kind words yeah. on that book. Um, that, that that series is still finding new readers all the time. Yeah, and, so um, it should. As, I want to praise one now. I want to tell you yes. all about when I just, when I was like, yes, like, this is going to be good. Uh, Avengers, <laughs> and it's a weird one. Avengers yeah. Unlimited Infinity Comic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I would be doing everyone I know a disservice if I didn't say how much it lit up the fans of Iron Man and Captain America as friends, <laughs> as friends, let's say. Um, sure. <laughs> no, because it's, we've had a long period in Marvel where they've either, and, and, and I don't think this is necessarily intended where they've just not crossed over much. Yeah. So, um, you know, they've, they've both been on quite different journeys. And yeah. uh, there's only been the occasional kind of, oh, you know, Steve's giving, phoning Tony to ask for money. I guess you're right. Like I and, guess you're uh, right. I, yeah, I haven't really thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just, so it's just like, you know, we've, you know, probably, I don't, I'm not even going before Secret Empire, but obviously Secret Empire was a big split because we had Hydra Cap and AI right. Tony. Um, plus they're on the opposite sides, but whatever. But then they've just not had much chance to to bang heads, even to just right. to say hello. So to suddenly have this comic come out where it's just like, oh yeah, they're friends. Like, of course they're friends. Like, um, it was a breath of fresh air, and um, yeah, everyone loved it. So thank, thank you for you. that. So I'm not gonna, I... you know, people know I love them as friends, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> I, you know, I I see them. I honestly, I see them as like as like the best of friends and, right. and and to the point where like you know tony has like steve's palm print is like an emergency like you know yeah, i mean like you know like he he has his little shrine he has his you know like it's just <laughs> like for people like me who've been reading comics since the 70s and yeah. also for all the people who've like come into it from the mcu um where there's that kind of friction but obviously friends by end game um or trust by end game there was a lot of kind of why isn't this being delivered in the current comics sure. you know like why do we not even get them together very often we get them sometimes in avengers but they're doing other things to right. suddenly see to suddenly have a new comic come out and say you know this is what it was like reading it in the 80s they were friends you know like yeah um, I, I love writing i mean honestly i i had so much fun writing writing cap and tony and um i i, I believe avengers um i always say that they're, they're, they're my favorite franchise in comics um and so being able to launch not one, but two Avengers teams in the same year, yeah. uh, you know, that was uh, the honor of my career. Um, you know, uh, poor Tom Brevoort uh, had to hear me pitch <laughs> all sorts of Avengers related stuff. And I'm sure incoming Avengers editor, Will Moss will probably do the same. I um, that I just, yeah, it's, it's such a fun. I know, I, and, and also I know Savage Avengers went down yes. a storm. So like, let's yeah, not, not touch that one. I, um, I, I would write, I would write, I've written Savage Avengers for a hundred issues if the market uh, could sustain it. Uh, yes. I, was, uh, I was just telling someone to buy it the other day. I've got a friend who's uh my cast of misfit toys. I, I've, I got love friend, I've got I've got this like sort of twenty year old friend who keeps going in and out of comics. Like every couple, yeah. he disappears for a couple of years. Then he comes back and says, "What's this? What's this? What's this?" And like over, it, like the other day, he was like, "Moon Knight's my favorite character, but I've only read the Bendis run." And I was just like, "Okay, okay, like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's start with that." Um, but yeah. he was like, he was he really like old Savage Event, and I was like, "Yeah, read it, read it. Everyone loves it." 
go for it. So like every so often we'll have this long list of should I, shouldn't I? Uh, so perfect. Keep keep yeah. steering them towards my books, my 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 puppies. <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, please, I I will I will gladly. Uh, Every, uh, like to pay for a puppy, it's always worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That must, must have been a dream. Even though then, we're, right? we're the cat people here, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So, David, uh, you're saying Avengers, your your go to. I'm gonna throw it at you now. Who, if you if you could pick, um, I mean, I know obviously you've done a couple of titles already with the Avengers, but I don't know if you pick three characters, who would you have as musts in your team? And, and actually, and actually, I'm gonna say just to dispel any because like there are you know automatics, right? So I'm. How about like obscure, obscure kind of Avengers members? Who would they be? If you could... hmm. I. The thing is, I've thought about this so many times that because yeah. <laughs> I mean, originally, <laughs> if you had asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said Cloak and Dagger. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, oh, I, nice. I, yeah. Um, I have a Valkyrie idea that I would love Ooh. to do. Um, let's see. Who else do I really love on the Avengers roster? I'm, I'm just going through like my whole mental list. It could be West um, Coast. It could be. I was going to say, Lakes. surely West Coast has got to be in there. Like, Mortal yeah. Man, you know. Um, <laughs> Not Hawkeye would be really fun to write. He's yes. one of the few. Where's I he have in written. comics? I have to stand uh, up for my Hawkeye fans. I, I think Where he's great. Is, I mean, why um, is he not in more? Come on, he's great. Um, there's something I I really would love to do with Swordsman. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. I, 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 but it's honestly, I mean, it really changes by the day. I mean, of course I love, yeah. I, I love the staples, you know, Cap yeah. and Tony and, uh, and Carol and, and T'Challa and Thor, mm -hmm. um, and writing Ant-Man was actually really fun. Uh, that would you be know, fun. I just kind of, yeah. I, I, I just wrote him as just, you know, kind of a doofus. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> he, 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 he teams up with Rocket Raccoon and Groot in my second Avengers Unlimited arc and, uh, he's like, boy, I never thought I'd see the day where I was teaming up with a raccoon and a talking tree. And Rocket's like, we've teamed up. We fought Ultron together. We were in the Guardians. <laughs> Scott's like, I don't know, man. I, I meet a lot of people. Uh, you know? uh, so that 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 was a lot of fun. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that's that's why I like writing for Marvel. Is I, I do love yeah. these characters, um, and I feel like I, I I'd be very hard pressed to think of of, of many characters that. There isn't something about them that I just mm. love. Yeah, um, look, so let's uh, let's mention Punisher quickly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, like taking on a new Punisher is quite uh, yeah. yeah daunting. Is yeah. is, is mm. the word I, I I I've used to describe this. Yeah. yeah you know, um, the reason well, the, the how I got that job was I had written Punisher twenty ninety nine in my right. second uh, Savage Avengers art, and uh, that that came from I. I I had written our first arc saying we can leave Conan in the Hyborian age if we'd like Conan, the barbarian. Um, but then after I wrote my second issue, I was told by the higher ups at Marvel, Hey, like our situation with the Conan uh, properties team has changed. So we're not yep. going to be continuing able to continue with the license. And so um, I, I was told that I had like till the end of the year to, 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 to wrap it and to wrap up Conan's story. And given that our arcs were five issues of pop, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to wrap that up in issue five. And so I had written Punisher 2099 as sort of our new lead character for the second arc. Yeah. And I remember that there was, there was a little trepidation, um, you know, when I, when I pitched it um, just because the character Punisher in general, there's a lot of controversy 
kind of you know surrounding the character presently uh you know mm -hmm. a lot of real world stuff that has yeah uh, i mean uh, it's, uh, it's it's a big deal it's yeah big there there there's there's a lot of people who like they they rightly have their concerns you know and so um uh tom my editor was wanted to make sure that like we could navigate that in a responsible way and um as i laid out kind of my plans for the character and and ways to sort of like uh kind of give him a, a direction and a story arc but in a way that like hopefully wouldn't be like emboldening any bad actors or, or sort of uh, sending across uh, the wrong message uh tom uh liked that approach and so uh I, it was earlier this year uh, i got an email from him saying hey like we have another uh, possible assignment for you uh, we'd love it if you took over the Punisher. I said, great. I got plenty of ideas. And he goes, here's a twist. Um, it's not going to be Frank Castle. It's going to be a brand new character. Mm. And I was like, huh. And at first, I, I was very scared, uh, honestly. Um, you know, it's it, this is this is an editor who has really been a mentor to me uh, since I've started mm -hmm. at Marvel. Um, obviously, I don't want to disappoint him. But of course, you know, I have an idea in, in my back pocket for just about every book of Marvel, but nobody really preps you for like a new Punisher. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, I remember thinking about something that Brian Bendis said, um, where he said, you don't turn down an assignment because you're scared of it. If anything, that means that's something you should be pursuing. And so uh, Tom and I uh, really went like into the weeds, like really exhaustive detail for quite some time. Just kind of hammering out like okay this is a brand new character it's kind of blue sky how what is the the, the most interesting way of telling this story how do we how do we have a character that is kind of unique and stands in his, in his own two feet um i likened it to the 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 shift from uh, johnny blaze as ghostwriter to robbie mm -hmm. rays where you know yeah. you went yeah, from motorcycle yeah. culture to muscle car culture and so uh, we talked a lot, a, a lot about it. And, you know, there were things that we discussed, like, uh, for example, uh, what kind of weaponry, you know, would, would be would be using in this? And um, both Tom and I, we, we were really kind of adamant that, like, given that, like, there are shootings in the U.S. all the time, uh, really yeah. daily, you know, and in all sorts of horrific places like schools and churches and, and malls. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, it might be a, a good idea to try to do something a little more elevated. You know, um, you know, Marvel as a universe has all sorts of, of of weaponry and arsenals that you cannot pick up at your local at your local store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so that very quickly, I was like, okay, like, you know, what if we did something with Shield? Um, and I had wanted to do a Nick Fury story ages ago. Um, mm. You know, I love I love the organization because it's there's so much you can do with it you know you're sort of you, yeah. you have a little bit of the james bond mission impossible yeah. uh, uh uh tapestry to play with and i thought well what if we kind of uh splice that with john wick where we yeah. said that joe garrison <laughs> yeah. our new punisher he was an ex shield wetworks agent and he had retired to start a family nice. and someone has blown up his house with his family still inside of it and the mm. police all think that he did it yeah. Um, so it really, uh, you know, I said, it's John Wick meets the fugitive as sort of a, 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 as an origin story and something else that we talked really at length about and, and is, you know, what would it take for somebody to call themselves the Punisher in the year 2023, both in like the real world, but also just in the Marvel universe where like Frank mm. Castle is known as kind of one of the most prolific serial killers. Yeah. In the, in the <laughs> and without 
spoiling too much, that really became kind of the spine of this origin story is what would it take for somebody to start calling themselves that? Mm -hmm. And what would it take for somebody to have what it starts off as a very personal mission? You know, somebody set me up and killed my family and I would like to know why. And mm -hmm. to what's, how does it go from being a mission to a war? Something yeah. that's a little more self-sustaining, a little bit more open-ended. And uh, yeah. that really is, is kind of the spine of this book. That's so cool. So, I mean, um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no! I just say to be honest, like I've only just seen the the ad for it, so I, I, yeah. I knew nothing of it other than your name, uh, David Vuckter, I think is art, which is great because I've He's I, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I've just finished reading Planet of the Apes, and it was really cool. Um, but I just know just that poster, but how you're describing it now—that's yeah, I'm I'm so keen to to check yeah. it out. We wanted to go uh, towards like the gun fu. Uh, choreography of it all and so i i really i i really uh i i said with dave i said things like um john wick things like atomic blonde and bullet train um sort of uh that kind of uh, uh section of, of of cinema but also things like um damien scott's batgirl and scott mcdaniel's nightwing um mm. you know i i I'll, I'll say this i uh but you know like another good comparison point that kind of helped me out was like it's sort of the Cassandra Cain to Batman's Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. where half of Joe's appeal is you can drop him anywhere. You can drop him in a restaurant, in an office building, in a train station, you know, uh, you know, uh, in the kingdom of Atlantis, if you wanted to. And he's going to sort of use the choreography and the environment. He's going to improvise with that to like take mm -hmm. his enemies out. And so it really is. It's just, you can drop him anywhere and you just want to know how's Joe going to fight his way out. <laughs> it's um, cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of plans with the character and, you know, we hope to, 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 to be able to kind of realize them long term. But um, when I had initially pitched The Punisher, I had said, you know, Jerry Conway talked a lot about it and that uh, the, the Punisher, the existence of a Punisher is like an indictment of society. That like something has gone wrong that if you need somebody to kind of take the law into their own hands mm. uh, like this. And. I think, you know, things have shifted a bit since, and I, I say with all the respect in the world, because he's a tremendously talented creator. Um, but I think ever since the Garth Ennis Punisher run has come out, yeah. I think a lot of people have sort of glommed onto that, where it's um, it's sort of the, 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 the over-the-top violence. Um, you know, but I, as, as I've, I've discussed at length, you know, internally, you can't like have a Punisher throw like a quadruple amputee into like a fire pit and not have Spider-Man mm. like throw him under the jail. It's like very hard to have him like cross pollinate across the Marvel universe after that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I thought, you know, how do we kind of like circle this square? And I thought, yeah, that is an indictment of society. I mean, you think of society today and I had a conversation with a Punisher fan at Baltimore Comic-Con, you know, wearing a Punisher hat, t-shirt, <laughs> coffee mug. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, we were talking about it and I, I finally asked him, I said, do you ever feel like society is just like stacked against the little guy? And he, I think he was very surprised that I said that. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, I think that's what this book is about. Ultimately, that's my goal for the character is, you know, you see it with the politicians, with law enforcement, with uh, the way that companies are, are, are being run, the way that landlords mm -hmm. are, are, are handling things. Um, yeah. Everything's, it, it's all going uphill. You know, and mm. for, 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 for people, for ordinary Joes, it's so easy to kind of fall through the cracks. 
And that's who I want Joe Garrison to be protecting. Um, If you have a problem and the law won't help, you log onto the black site and you tell them your problems. And if you're lucky, the Punisher might come and help you even the score. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> that's that's scary. Yeah. Very thrilling, a little bit scary. That's what I, my goal is. You know, the equalizer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's an interesting uh, problem to have. Like, so, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it because yeah, like, I've, I've yeah. never really been a hmm. big Punisher fan. It's always, always been a little bit too American gun. I can, right. I, 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 um, I can get that. I think, yeah. yeah, my my goal is just. But then, to, while you, know, you were talking about him, I was like, he would be a cool guy to have on the Avengers. Like, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, how they, see how they secretly deal, going. See how they deal with that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a fun character. It's a it's a it's a challenging tightrope. Um, I mean, look, Ray yeah. knows that I'm already thinking. Oh, he'd work well with Fool Killer. They but I do think, that, yeah, like, yeah. Especially if you're a fan of like you know what's what what Jed McKay's been doing in Moon Knight. I mean, yeah. I think that was a big inspiration for that. Yeah. Is yeah. just you know, um, sort of the 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 world is his mission. Yeah, yeah, in a way. that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's great. I mean, we'll we'll get um we'll get the details, I guess, of when when that's released as well. Yeah. Uh, David, we'll put that in the show notes um, and in our spectacles section as well. Look, I'm just my I don't want us Rebecca and I to be hung up. By the fellow loonies uh, for not for not talking not moonlight. I mean, it could yes, absolutely talk about no, 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 because absolutely, again, uh, it, it's so cool to talk about, hear about, um, else, you, yeah. you know, your journey and and, and Punisher as well. Um, but with Moonlight, I mean, yes. you know, speaking about a lot of things that you've just spoken about earlier, uh, you know, about drawing um, characters uh, out from the chain store, out from the blue, uh, City of the Dead. Moon Knight, uh, sorry, Moon Knight City of the Dead, uh, is reaching towards its end. But my God, it's it's been a ripper of a ride, uh, David. Before that, of course, Black, White, and Blood um, was I'm assuming uh, connected to to how you eventually got a Moon Knight gig with City of the Dead. Is that yeah? Well, you know, I I I had been pitching Moon Knight related stuff since Savage Avengers. Um, Moon Knight was on my short list for 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 a character nice. roster. We ultimately had to kind of we it was it was him and black widow that we had to cut from the team we just had too many people um and i was actually my initial plans were to have moon knight in the second arc we were going to go to a dystopian future and i i had i was like okay we're gonna have like a dystopian moon knight leading the resistance and then when our plans pivoted towards um 2099 i realized uh very quickly uh, you cannot have like two super teams and give them equal shrift in a 20 page book per month. I tried so hard. <laughs> the Savage Avengers of 2099 that had a little cameo in issue 10. I was originally going to have like a whole arc with them. And I realized yep. dude, I, I can only juggle so many characters. Yeah. So I said, I, you know, I, I admitted defeat and I told Tom Brevoort, I said, but that said, if there's ever op- any opportunity to do something Moon Knight related, I would love to do it. Cause I love nice. Um, and uh, I think Tom kind of took that and filed it away. And so a few months later, he goes, actually, we're doing this Moon Knight anthology. And I know you love the character. What, what do you want in? And uh, I love writing those anthology stories. Uh, the short ones, actually, mm. I, I think they, they give you more room to be a little more experimental. And it lets you kind of mm. do stuff a little that's a little more character driven. And so I, I thought about it and I said, what if we did like the hangover 
but with Moon Knight and his altars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, you know, yeah. he stumbles into a diner all beat up and he sees his altars sitting in the booth and he's like, okay, who's responsible for which wound? And then we figure <laughs> out yeah. over the course of the night. And um, yeah, it was such a, a fun story to put together. And, uh, you know, one of the few times that I've I've accurately been like, hey, is this artist available? And they turns out they were uh, Leonardo Romero. Wow. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, the, I, he was perfect really, for it as well. He's so great. Um, I, I I remember I, I I said Thomas, you know, I would love Leonardo Romero to draw this. And this, is, this keep in mind, this is only like the second thing I had ever done at Marvel. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, wow. Marvel, so. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah, people seem to really respond. To, to that story. Yeah, I think um, it was one of our favorites. I'd have to that was one of our favorites. You'd have Thank to go you. back and listen to all the podcasts, but I think, you know, yeah. I, I I think I could name at least three of our favorites and that was one of them. So I, yeah. I um and yeah, I think I, I, I had said, you know, I had such a fun time working on this if there's ever any opportunities. And uh as you might know, Moon Knight is very popular right now. Uh, right. Jet's uh, <laughs> run and, and, and the yeah. Disney Plus show. Um everything's coming up Moon Knight. And and there's, so, there's, I mean, I love it, but Marvel is like bankrupting me with how much Moon Knight there is. And uh, <laughs> the yeah. podcast is taking up Our way, way more time than it ever has in the we, we all have a lot of puppies. There is a, a lot, lot of Moon Knight. <laughs> um, I'm fine paying for all the puppies, but like, you know. Whew, think of the puppies. You know, no, it's think like, of the puppies somewhere. The, the funny thing is after years of like. Uh, not being starved for it, but it being very mm. sort of it, it's, oh, it you know, trickles in trickles. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, as so I was like, trying to think of a time in a few years, maybe we already have like one Moon Knight issue. It's, it's a Moon Knight like Renaissance. Every, yeah, it is. I mean, it is. it's great. And we were talking to Jed about it the last time. It's like no one can entirely pinpoint exactly why. Like because yeah, the Disney Plus show, but that hasn't filtered into other things. And mm. the comics Moon Knight is very different from the the show Moon Knight. And then obviously Jed's run is doing incre incredibly well. But who would have predicted, even at the Disney Plus show time, that we'd have a, a thirty issue Moon Knight run, then going mm. straight into another Moon Knight run? Yeah, you know, like yes, it's just uh, like we're not and a second to... series as well, a right. second title. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's... that's what I mean. It's like we're not used mm -hmm. to Moon Knight issues like runs lasting past maxi stage, and yeah. even though they've they've been really good quality, and then to have like uh, to have your mini and Erica's one offs and blood, yeah. you know, and it, and it all selling. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's great. You know, it's just like um, people are discovering the character, which is they are. Yeah. It's great, and and all the facets of the characters. Well, it's like it's yeah. so nice that they're embracing the comic side, yeah. as yes. well as the, you know, like because obviously it, it is funny because the Disney Plus show is either you either love it or you hate it, right? Mm. And like you're either a comics fan who loves it or you're a comics fan who hates it. Um, yeah. If you're not a comics fan, <laughs> you're more likely to like it because you have right. no, you don't know it, yeah. But it is it's weird because like the Disney Plus shows generally haven't had that impact on comic sales, whereas well, all so of a sudden you can kind of see it being this weird kind of mix of it all working at the right time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because honestly, that was sort of uh, a lot of my thinking when I went into this project is that uh, it, it was last summer uh, that, that, that Tom uh, had hit me up. Um, I was working on my second arc of Avengers Unlimited and Tom said, hey, uh, so we're looking to do a Moon Knight miniseries. Would you have any interest? And I thought, you know, knowing that it was five issues, knowing that, you know, my goal is, especially when I'm writing something that's kind of um, self-contained like that, it's just how do I, you know, how do I tell a story that like can be as evergreen as possible so that if somebody picks it up a year from now or five years from now, they'll still get like an entertaining story. Mm -hmm. um, 
my first thought, I had just finished watching the Disney Plus show. And I said, you know, uh, I loved Layla Al-Fawley in, 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 in the show. Could could we bring her in? You know, it was, it was it was sort of a rare time that the MCU was actually kind of creating a brand new character whole cloth. And um, and I thought, you know, like adding in another superhero to the to the Moon Knight mix is, is really cool. And so Tom was like, yeah, that sounds like a like a like a good plan. What do you got? And as I was thinking a lot about Moon Knight, you know, I, I kept thinking about that origin story, you know, where like Mark, you know, he was a mercenary. He was a soldier of fortune. He was like not a good person. Yeah. And then, um, he, you know, he and Bushman and, and Frenchie, they show up at that dig site and, and uh, Dr. Alroan dies. And then suddenly everything changes for Mark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of like that man's death and his own death kind of becomes this second chance. And suddenly this guy realizes he has a lot to atone for mm -hmm. um, and a lot yeah. to make up for. And I remember I was really trying to figure out a way to crystallize all of this. And I remember watching uh, the movie Man on Fire with, mm. with, uh, with okay. Denzel. And um, for those who haven't seen the movie, you know, it, it's a guy, he, he uh, I believe he was a former CIA, uh, but similar deal, you know, he's a former mercenary who is just like absolutely feeling guilty guilty over you know he's drinking himself into a stupor every night you know he's he's toying with whether or not you know this is the day he's going to put a gun to his head and i watched it and i was like oh my god i think i think i'm seeing mark in all this and that he's a guy who like you know puts himself through all sorts of punishment every single night and there's really no other way to describe like diving in and getting your ass handed to you every night yeah. um, he's trying to make things right he's trying to balance the scales and I was thinking, you know, over the over the course of his history, and I've read a lot of Moon Knight over the years. You know, I read uh, the Charlie Huston run. I read, uh, obviously, um, the, the the Round Robin saga, uh, the mm. Warren Ellis run, which is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. It's probably second only to to, to Jed's run in, in my mind. Um, you know, I've read just about oh the Jeff Lemire run, which I also adore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've read just about every run of Moon Knight. Uh, That's the nice thing about it, though, coming into it, is that it's very, it's actually possible to read it all still. Yeah. And I think that's I, I, another very welcoming thing about Moon Knight, is if you're a new fan and you're like, oh, I want to read it all. It's not like, uh, you know, I've, I'm on a big mission to read all of Iron Man at the moment. So I'm like, well, yeah. back in the 60s. You got a ways whatever. to go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like issue 30 or something. I'm still, yeah. you know, um, but, you know, if you come into Moon Knight and you're so, you know, young and you're like, what? oh, can I, you can actually read it all. And yep. you know, and that's and it's not that hard a task, right? Mm. And it's just, it's not it's not overwhelming. You can do it run by yeah. run, and you'll get there. Yeah. So I think it's really nice that it's another, yeah, just really good time because people are quite completionist. People who start getting yeah. into comics, we all know that. People who get into comics, very completionist, like doing things in order. We're very methodical, you know. I mm. I have friends who won't read one thing until they've read everything. Yeah. I'm much mm -hmm. more of a pick it off the shelf. Just pick off, yeah. yeah. Life's too I, short. <laughs> I started buying them with pocket money, whatever they had in the UK. So I'm like, I would pick up an X Men issue, have no idea what was going on, carry yeah. on with it, you know. Like so, I <laughs> I think now it's easier to be because now we have all the minis and now yeah. we have the trades, and it's a lot easier to just read full it, stories. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking, you know, as I was reading all this, I was like, you know, Mark has also picked up a body count. And I think <laughs> that's where things started really to click together was I was like, you know, Mark has killed, you know, he's killed Black Spectre. He's killed Midnight. 
Um, you know, and, and as I started kind of doing some research, I'm like, he's killed a decent number of people. Um, I remember, mm. you know, he killed Taurus. Um, and, and then as I was kind of like, oh, there's plasma here. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, oh, there's that guy, master sniper, uh, that, you know, died very early <laughs> on. And then like yeah. chainsaw, yeah, yeah. I just, I claimed him. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Why last not? Time I've even seen, he got crushed by a shipping container. I was like, that guy's yeah. not walking out. That guy's uh, dead. Um, and I thought, oh, um, and then, you know, obviously, I mean, like only minor spoilers, but you know, Hey, we're a few issues deep, you yeah. know, and then his own brother, his own brother, yeah. Randall. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what if Mark had to like actually wrestle with that? Yeah. Um, like not just like, like, oh man, I'm, I'm a guy with blood in my hands, but literally those ghosts are trying to kill me now. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I was, I kind of had the idea city of the dead, uh, the yeah. title kind of really hit me. And I was just like, yeah, that feels like a lot of fun. That feels like something that um, can kind of stand apart from like what Jed is doing. And Jed's doing a, a wonderful job on, on his mm. run, but something that can kind of be its own thing, uh, both in yeah. terms of continuity, but in tone. And also going back to my Spencer and Locke days, you know, we're able to kind of key in on, on Mark's mental health and sort of yeah. really uh, externalize it in the city yeah. of the dead. I, I, I've always likened this book as inception needs taken. And look, it's a really smart way to, to bring Layla in. Yeah, Listen, I mean, like, to, because you know, otherwise you'll get the well, what about the continuity issues? Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. you know, we love her. We love, yes. you know, what what a great thing for the MCU to have done, like to yeah. say, oh, oh yeah, have like, uh, you know, Middle Eastern, yeah, female mm -hmm. character that fits within this, um, and, and the costume amazing, and yeah. you know. Everything, yeah. just just what a what a thing, and then to have to build that in because you know you're going to get the what about Marlene if you yeah. bring her in anywhere else, and yes. um, so that's very smart. Looking forward to, to seeing where it ends up, but you know, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Without spoiling too much, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I'm I'm hoping it's additive. You know, like yeah. I, yeah. I, I I, it's so rare to be able to like add a toy to the toy box, mm -hmm. um, you know, and yeah. one that like has the cachet that like that can go the distance. Um, yeah. and I, you know, it was, it was really great, it, you know, and, and it was sort of, it was sort of, um, playing like Pippin to, uh, to, to Jed's Jordan, but you know, like <laughs> it, it was, I think I, I was, I had just turned in our second issue when mm -hmm. I, I got an email from Tom being like, so, uh, Jed's got Moon Knight 25 coming up and, um, we are oh, going yes. to make this like an extra sized giant issue. And I know when when Jed was was talking about, it, he's like, "Oh, that's a lot of space." Um, okay, what if we introduce Layla? And yeah. Tom goes, "Actually, about yeah, that, yeah. that could really we heard that from Jed too, because yeah. we've heard that story a, from the other side. Yeah, yeah. we got a, a mini series. I almost yeah. called it a mini series. A mini series coming out with Layla, and so if you can introduce her, so you can kill her." that would really tee us up nicely <laughs> and so jed and i kind of like we batted some some I, I, ideas around and and we're able to kind of really like dovetail our stories together in a really neat way um and so uh yeah i thought that was really cool and really really fun and interesting i mean i tried to write this book as kind of a supernatural noir story Mm. that's why we've got kind of the running narration going on with mm. that I, I i thought you know that would be kind of a way for us to stand apart from from what jed is doing but also yeah, just exactly. you know we have a limited amount of real estate and there's a lot of continuity to explain and i, yeah. I as I, I i think of it on it i i may 
perhaps lean on the side of caution. But I always think like, what if somebody like doesn't read issues one, two, and three, and mm. they start on issue four? I gotta like <laughs> let people know like what happened, and I don't trust mm. that anyone's gonna read the recap page. Um, <laughs> and so when you're doing that, you know, issue one, like yeah, there's there's very little exposition. Once you're getting to like issues four and five, you're like, oh my god, like how do I explain all of this? Um, yeah, yeah. And so the the narration I thought was kind of a way to kind of maximize that space. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just been uh, such a fun book. I, I love the character of Moon Knight. Um, mm. I think because there's so much to him. Uh, yes. You know, he's an interesting kind of complex, multi-tiered just person, but also all the mythology, you know, you're able to yeah. throw in the street level stuff and you're able to throw in the supernatural stuff and you're able to throw in kind of the horror thriller elements. Um, you know, yeah. he really, I know it's always reductive for people to compare him to Batman. But like the reason why people like Batman is because Batman has so much, so many layers to him, and I think people are, are really saying a to... black suit now. I'm yeah, <laughs> you're you're discovering that now with Moon Knight, and I think yeah. that's I think that's what's made him the character have such a renaissance. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I I just ran into Jed this past weekend in New York Comic Con, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, it was so fun to be able to kind of like ride, ride shotgun with you. And I was like, yeah. you ever need anything more, you hit me up because uh, yeah. I love the character. I think there's so many different ways that that can be tackled. And um, mm. the only thing I'll say is I had pitched one other Moon Knight story Ooh. when I pitched City of the Dead. Yeah. And the reason I didn't do it was because I needed more runway. Uh, it wouldn't okay. have fit in five issues. I had said that I probably would need 10. And, oh, um, without, David, that, I'll, that's all I'll say is, is, is uh, I've got that idea in my back pocket. And uh, yeah, if, if, still in if the cards. Marvel ever needs me, uh, I'll, yep. I'll be there with bells on. I would love, I would love for you to, I mean, Jed's doing a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong, of course. But um, Rebecca and I have mentioned as well, David, that it would be great to have you as a Moon Knight writer on. So that kind of, that little morsel uh, has kind of made me very, very hopeful. I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to jinx anything, but um, that's awesome. I, I just wanted, this was a good opportunity because you were talking about uh, writing Shotgun and, you know, just working with Jed. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's, uh, we have a question from one of our listeners uh, from the Discord. Yeah. So Thomas, Thomas Gray, uh, and he wrote in uh, and there was speculation there was a whole lot of discussion on our channel about uh, where City of the Dead does lie as opposed to the main run. Now, after you've just explained it, it, it seems pretty clear that, you know, 25 is, is around the benchmark, right, and post-25 of, of Moon Knight? <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on, on this question. The reason oh. I, I plead the fifth on that is because ultimately – you know, I'm I'm just visiting, um, so it's not it's not okay. my continuity to kind of uh, okay. put my stamp on. And so mm-hmm. it's funny, I you know I never expected until I started at Marvel that like yeah people would be asking like oh the continuity mm-hmm. where's this fit in between this that and the other thing. Um, so I believe um, Tom Bravort said it best in that uh, uh, Moon Knight at City of the Dead number one it, it falls on Tuesday, falls on a Tuesday. Uh, and, uh, beyond, beyond that, beyond that, I will, I will defer, uh, to, okay. to, to Jed and Tom on, uh, where exactly everything fits. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, I think it, it, it goes to show, hopefully I'm not talking out of school or pulling two back behind the curtain, but you know, it's, 
it's I think it's an interesting way of how readers will see a story versus yeah. like me in the writer's chair doing it because like I said, I I hammered out the the the, the finer points to the story. Um I turned in the outline, like the finished outline for this story before last year's New York Comic Con. And right, and that right. was only with kind of a limited idea of yeah. of of what Jed was doing. Um, and I think the reason that they kind of that that at least in my history we've been a little siloed off is that it actually prevents creative cross contamination. Yeah, no, no, I, mm. I totally understand that. But and also, I mean, it's clear that you can read this mini at any point. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. not. I don't think it really. I, it's not one that depends on twenty five. Uh, yeah, 25 exactly. Gives it a bit of context, but it's, exactly. it's just it's not really in the timeline as such. It's yeah, like, it's it's. it's, it's it's somewhere yes. else. It's it's in the duet. Mm. It's it's not you know. But um, we have uh, we have someone who's uh, making a chronology. So he's just kind of yes. Yeah, I would so, say. I mean, um, but like you said, there is always going to be fans who want to do that. But to me, I would just be like, just just buy all the one-offs whenever. I'll, I'll say, a tweet your congressman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or uh, I, you know. But yeah, I have the feeling uh, I'm 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 fairly certain that both both Jed and Tom are are sort of in the same line of thinking that I am. That yeah. that yeah, like continuity is like it's fun, but like once you get to like a certain point, so yeah, I, you know, if you want to say that it's like us, like well, no, I'm not even going to say that. No, <laughs> don't, you don't that. need to say anything. Uh, no, no, no. Does he, uh, the, guy, yeah. the guy who's doing the chronology the takes has place. already placed where he's put it. And yeah. That's so yeah, we, yeah. follow your heart right. is what I would say. I think that's the thing is that everyone's right yeah. with, with whatever, a, yeah, whatever feels it's right to you. Whatever feels yeah. right. Doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> right. I love uh, it how we threw a curly one at, at David. That was, yeah. that was great. So, I was not expecting. So but. sorry. I don't, I'm going to say that uh, if any yeah. answer I give will get me in trouble. So yeah, yeah, yeah sure. No, that's all, you know. Loonies, just take that as you will. So yeah, there you go. You <laughs> Organize it however um, you want. I'm not your dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, David, we we are going to have to wrap up soon. Sure. I just wanted to thank you so much as well. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, it, it's I mean Moon Knight. It, it's so exciting. Uh, we as the time of this recording. Um, review my discussion on issue four is going to come out which is an absolute ripper um and and then we uh, will have the finale coming up and it's funny you're talking about we're talking about moon knight content uh rebecca and i we are behind as like, at the time of this recording yeah, another moon knight issue <laughs> has come out 28 so uh, we're just so blessed with so much content and I, I really hope that uh david that you know that story in your back pocket sees the yeah. light of day and, and we again. see more yeah. of it yeah, yeah yeah i i would uh anytime uh, i love the character and um I, I i i said it to jed i was just like man like thanks for letting me play you know uh ride shotgun with you and if he if, if you ever need anything uh please don't hesitate to reach out and uh, yeah, yeah it's just um i i feel honored to be kind of able to to contribute just a small bit um to such a fun and iconic character and I really also just want to thank all the fans out there, um, everybody who, who's given our book a shot and everybody who's talked about our book and uh, everybody who has, has said such nice things uh, about our work. Um, you know, uh, I can tell you that I, I I worked both. I worked really our whole team kind of worked our fingers to the bone uh, to, to deliver the best work we could on this and deliver it on time. And um, and yeah, we're just so grateful. To, to everyone who's who's been along for the ride and um yeah i hope you guys uh hope you all stick around uh for for my next stuff including uh maybe yeah. punisher run 
and my new yep. horror book, the the devil that wears my face. Uh, over yeah, I'll, well, I'll, read, yeah. I'll read Punisher, but I do not read horror. <laughs> and I have this bone to pick where yeah. creators that I really like and would like to follow do do horror, but I hope it yeah. does really well, and I Thank will happily <laughs> tell other people to read it. I I, I will say I, I will have some other non horror stuff okay, coming. Okay, good. Um, that's, so you can, that's you can where stay. I will be. <laughs> I, 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 my, my goal in 2024 is to have something that children can read, and I think, <laughs> uh, I think we are actually uh, pretty close to that. So, nice. Uh, stay tuned. Nice. Nice. Well, I, again, I just want to kind of formalize it again. But you did mention uh, a couple of titles uh, coming your way on your on the stands, listeners. But David, you mentioned so the Punisher title. When when does that? When are we going to see? Comes out um, November eighth. So uh, very November soon, uh, just less than a month. Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, the, sorry, the horror. Um, yeah, The Devil That Wears My Face. The, uh, the issue one is, is out already. You can nice. uh, pre-order issues two and three, uh, either at your local comic shop or through the Mad Cave Studios website. It's uh, Face Off Meets The Exorcist. So I'm very excited. <laughs> cool. People have been Excellent. really responding nicely to that, and I uh, can't wait for them to read more. Yeah, we'll definitely have those in the show notes, listeners. Um, go have a listen. Uh, have a have a uh, click on those links. Uh, we we unfortunately have lost Rebecca there for, I think, her internet. Um, I think the horror got to her. I think some sort of <laughs> poltergeist. Um, the devil took her, her internet. <laughs> um, but, but David, a huge thank you once again uh, for spending time. I'm so. I was proud actually to, to have you on on the show so um i'm absolutely chuffed the door is open as well uh, i'd love to have you on uh, whenever Anytime. you know we can find the time and um if you're willing to, to chat more moon night uh, absolutely that would be my pleasure and thank you so much for all your support and for having me on the show and um it's just oh, nice to be able to chat with people who are as uh, as passionate about the character as i am oh, oh it's it just makes having chats like this just so much fun because i you know, just totally immersed in it, and you know, I just, I just love hearing from uh, creators such as yourself. Uh, so, listeners, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know your thoughts as well. Um, you know, uh, we have uh, the such a privilege of being able to uh, to be able to contact the likes of David and and to Jed. Uh, it's so great how like creators and you know, social media. It, it's it kind of connects us a little bit more closer than you know in the old days, um, but. A huge thank you. Go check out City of the Dead. If you haven't, I don't know why you're you're listening to this show. If you haven't, but if you haven't, uh, it is a high recommend. And as mentioned, uh, The Devil Wears My Face and Punisher out soon as well. Uh, also, I might put in, uh, you know, Savage Avengers and Avengers Unlimited on the links there Please. for everyone um, to uh, to check out. Uh, for, oh, here we go. We have Rebecca back. I just, hey, you're Rebecca. Back. Hey, my sister's computer shut down after being on for an hour. I don't know why. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, no worries. That's okay. No, we were uh, just wrapping up. Uh, Rebecca, any final words towards uh, for, for David? Or no, like I was about to say, I, like, I will always keep track now, um, and I will definitely check out Punisher. And um, even though I'm not a massive Punisher thing, I'm interested in it. Like I guess I was. Uh, I was there when at the at San Diego. And I was like, oh yeah, that could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll check oh, that out. You know, I'm going to so. be in. I'm going to be in for that one. Uh, but yeah. David, once I again, you, <laughs> a huge thank you once again, David. And uh, as always, everyone, may country watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. 
materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.